Hello, you are listening to Disney Travel Tales, episode number 53. This is a space where you can escape the real world and immerse yourself in someone's recent Disney trip. I'm Jenny, and today I am deep diving into Disney's Wilderness Lodge Resort at Walt Disney World in Florida. I had the pleasure of staying there in September, and I can't wait to share my experience with you. Make sure to check our Instagram page at Disney Travel Tales to see pictures of Wilderness Lodge and a room tour of the room that I stayed in. To never miss a new episode of the podcast, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts. If this episode or any of them have you wanting to plan a Disney trip of your own, I would love to help you. Email me at jenny at trolleylanetravel.com or check the show notes for my quote form. 2023 is already booking quickly, so if a Disney trip is something you are thinking about, then let's start working on it now. I love Disney and helping families create once-in-a-lifetime vacations. All of my services are complimentary to my clients, so there really is no reason not to use the expertise of a travel agent. If you're not sure about a Disney Park vacation just yet and have some questions, just shoot me an email. Let's get the conversation started. Okay, so let's get going. Imagine yourself strolling around the beautiful grounds at Wilderness Lodge, and let's go. Disney's Wilderness Lodge is considered a deluxe resort at Walt Disney World in Florida, and I got the opportunity to stay there in September of 2022. This resort is considered to be near Magic Kingdom. When I booked my room, I booked a nature view with a king-size bed since it was only going to be me in the room. So let's just start with a description of the resort from the Disney website. Escape to the rustic majesty of America's great Northwest. Inspired by turn-of-the-century National Park Lodges, Disney's Wilderness Lodge celebrates American craftsmanship and honors the beauty of the untamed wilderness. Soak in the splendor of the great outdoors from nature trails through pine forest to rocking chairs that overlook a murmuring creek. Inside, discover towering totem poles, headdresses, and more, and enjoy the rustic elegance of the stone hearth and roaring fireplace. So this was my first stay at this resort. However, this was not my first time visiting. My daughter Amelia and I came to this resort in January to eat at Storybook Dining at Artist Point. When we came back then, I knew that I wanted to stay here whenever I had the chance. The whole experience of this resort starts when you're driving up. You automatically feel like you are in a different part of the country. The trees and plants, they all feel very Pacific Northwest. The resort itself looks like a giant wood cabin lodge. As you walk into the lobby, it has insanely high ceilings and indoor hallways on each level overlooking down into the lobby. All of the decor is very rustic, but the most show-stopping sight is the floor-to-ceiling, and I mean very high-ceiling, fireplace. It is gorgeous. There are also wooden rocking chairs sitting right in front of the fireplace so you can go sit down and relax. I didn't have the opportunity to do that on this trip, but back in January, we did sit down and enjoy this area. 
And back then it was pretty chilly outside and so it just felt really nice and cozy. I also noticed at this resort, even the guests, everything's just a bit more chill. People were just sitting around, talking, relaxing. No one was really in a rush or a hurry to get anywhere. The vibe was awesome, and after a long day at the park or a long travel day, it felt really warm and welcoming. Off the lobby, you can find the Mercantile, which is the resort gift shop. At the entrance is a giant totem pole with Mickey, Goofy, and some other of their friends. It's really cute and a great picture spot. The gift shop is also really nice and big. They had a lot of 50th anniversary merchandise and just some other stuff that you could find in the parks, but my favorite was the section where they had Wilderness Lodge specific items. They had shirts, flannels, statues of the totem pole that you can buy and take home, coffee mugs, throw blankets, ornaments, hats, just all kinds of stuff. They also had snacks and some other things for your room. They had toiletries in case you had forgot anything while you were traveling. It was just a really nice shop, and I think I stopped in here about three different times. I really enjoyed it. So also off of the lobby is a few restaurants. There's the Whispering Canyon restaurant, which I did not have an opportunity to eat here on this trip, but we're going to talk more about restaurants later. There's also Storybook Dining at Artist Point, which is kind of the main restaurant. Um, It's kind of a good draw that people come to this resort to eat at. There's also your traditional check-in desk and then a guest services desk. There's an elevator in the main lobby. And then they do have um, some water, like a little babbling brook. But when I was there this time, they had it um, blocked off like they were working on it. Now, this resort is huge. I actually got lost looking for my room, so I would highly recommend asking for directions. Um, Because this is a deluxe resort, the rooms all have you enter from the inside And they're really spread out and there are multiple elevators in different locations. So when I first got there, I went to the wrong set of elevators and had to walk down a very long hallway and walk across, totally across the resort to get to my room. It all worked out fine though, because this gave me a chance to see more of the resort and to get a lot of pictures. So on to the room. I did mobile check-in about a week before my trip, which I highly recommend. And if you are a client of mine, I'm going to do this for you if you want. So once I landed in Orlando, I got a text that my room was ready. I was really excited to see my room. And like I said at the beginning, I booked a nature view room with a king bed. I was very surprised that I actually got a courtyard view with a king bed. So my room was on the fifth floor towards the center of the resort. Something I thought was cool was in the hallway right outside my door was a small window that looked down into storybook dining. So in the evenings, I could see the characters at the restaurant interacting with the guest. I have a picture of this that I'm going to post on Instagram. Then on the other side of my door were a large group of windows that overlooked Magic Kingdom. My last night there, I went back to my room early and I ended up going and watching the fireworks outside this window. It was such a nice surprise and kind of a calm, relaxing way to watch the fireworks. 
Now the music was not piped in, so it was just fireworks, but I still enjoyed it. And it was funny when I was watching a couple of other people that were just walking down the hallway stopped and joined me as well. As for the room, these rooms are beautiful. I have a room tour posted on Instagram, so go over there to watch it. When you walk in, there is a long hallway with a closet to the right and then a small counter area with a coffee pot and a mini fridge. To the left of the hallway is a bathroom. It was a split bathroom with the sink separate from the toilet and shower. This room only had a shower, but it was a very spacious shower and had a large shower head. Walking back into the room, mine had one king bed, a dresser with a flat screen TV, a chair and an ottoman, a small desk, and then two bedside tables. The room was very large and I had more than enough space. My favorite part though was the balcony and the view. So like I said, I ended up getting a courtyard view. So I overlooked the pool, the main pool, and the Seven Seas Lagoon. I also had a great view of the geyser at Wilderness Lodge and got to see it go off a few different times. The funny thing, I was on the balcony one morning drinking coffee, and when it went off, I'm not going to lie, I thought something was exploding. It was so loud. Wilderness Lodge has a few different room options. They have a king-size bedroom, a room with two queens that sleeps four. They also have a DVC portion called Copper Creek, and over there you can get a deluxe studio that sleeps four, a one-bedroom villa that sleeps four, a two-bedroom villa that sleeps eight, a three-bedroom grand villa that sleeps 12, and then they have these cabins right on the water that sleep eight. These cabins are amazing. They are standalone cabins with a full living room, a kitchen, a private hot tub, and a screened-in porch, and then two bedrooms and two full-size bathrooms. The standard room also comes with a club-level availability. A club room allows you to access the resorts club where you can go throughout your stay for food and drinks. All of this is added into the cost of the room when you book it. If you want more information on a club level room, go back and listen to episode number 27 where I talk with Sarah. Her and her family stayed club level at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay, so let's talk about the pools. There are two pools. The main pool is the Copper Springs Pool, and then there is the Boulder Ridge Cave Pool. From the Disney site, it describes the Copper Springs Pool as, follow the bubbling Copper Creek to discover a dazzling heated pool surrounded by nature. Here you can zip down an exciting 67-foot water slide built into rocks and relax in hot and cold whirlpool spas. Children can have a blast exploring the newly added water play area. Nearby, Geyser Point Bar and Grill offers refreshments and snacks for you to savor at a patio table or on a lounge chair by the pool. This is the pool that I overlooked from my room and it was beautiful and looked amazing. Families were out there until it closed enjoying it. It was September, so it was really hot outside. It was a great time to use the pool. I just never had the opportunity to try it. It just didn't work out with my schedule this time. The slide is built into the rocks and it looked so awesome. Very authentic to the atmosphere and decor of the resort. 
And then there's also the large splash pad just right off to the side of the pool for kids. And that's just very nice and convenient for parents. The Boulder Ridge Pool is described as bask in the laid back charm of this watery oasis nestled within the Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. At this location, you can soak in the Whirlpool Spa, enjoy a swim in the zero-depth entry pool, or score a first-come, first-served spot at one of the six shaded seating areas. Other amenities and recreation opportunities at Wilderness Lodge are there are beautiful walking or jogging trails around the resort. Down off the lobby right outside of the resort, you can find the Buttons and Bells Arcade. I went in to check this out and it was a nice size arcade. This is an area that my kids would have loved. You can book a guided fishing experience and get to ride in a boat and fish in the Seven Seas Lagoon. There's a health club called Sturdy Branches, which I think is so cute if you want to get a workout in. On select nights, there is a movie under the stars, and before the movie, you can enjoy a campfire and roasting marshmallows. It says, all guests are welcome and all activities are complimentary and held on select nights as weather permits. Entertainment is subject to cancellation or change at any time without notice. Activity and entertainment offerings vary by location. The electrical water pageant goes through the lagoon and by Wilderness Lodge every evening. I had the pleasure of seeing this one night and it's pretty cool. The electrical water pageant was a gift that Roy Disney gave to the people who built Magic Kingdom and was only supposed to run one night. However, it was so popular that they decided to keep it. It's kind of special being that it was the last thing that Roy had his hand on at Walt Disney World. If you get the opportunity to see this, I highly recommend it. Like I had mentioned, there is a geyser at Wilderness Lodge down past the pool towards the lagoon. It's supposed to resemble Old Faithful and will go off every hour from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. It shoots 120 feet and is called Fire Rock Geyser. There's a walking trail that walks right in front of it, but beware if you're standing there when it goes off, you're probably going to get wet. Now it is time to talk restaurants. Wilderness Lodge has two table service restaurants, two quick service type restaurants, and one bar. The only restaurant I did not have the opportunity to try is Whispering Canyon. I really wanted to, but I just didn't have time. However, this restaurant is supposed to be really fun and a lot of antics ensue. This is definitely a place I want to take my family. Food is described as fine frontier fare, bottomless platters, and chuck wagon favorites will please the whole game. You do need a reservation to eat here, and on Thanksgiving Day, they have a special meal. I checked while I was there, and they pretty much always had some availability at some time. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So if this is something you want to try, I think it's a pretty easy reservation to get. I also did not try the bar, which is called the Territory Bar. They just served drinks and they might have had some small bites, but I never had an opportunity to go over there. The other table service restaurant is Storybook Dining at Artist Point. This is a character meal that also requires a reservation. This is sometimes a hard to get reservation. So having a travel agent helping you plan your trip will help you get this reservation if it's something you're interested in. 
If you want to hear a review on this restaurant, go back and listen to episode number 29. My daughter Amelia and I ate here when we took our January trip. And yeah, you can hear what we think about this restaurant. So on this trip, I tried Roaring Fork and Geyser Point, and these are the two quick service style restaurants at Wilderness Lodge. So let's start with Roaring Fork. This is um, kind of their like, go grab something quick. It's kind of a food court style feel. Um, They have like the drink machines where you can use your refillable mug to just walk in and get a drink. Um, I did the mobile order when I ordered and I had breakfast. I ordered the vegetable lovers quiche and coffee. The quiche came with cheddar, potatoes, broccoli, peppers, onions, leeks, green peas, and fresh herbs and was $8.99. I also added the grizzly bear claw, which had mixed nuts and raisins, and this was $9.99. This was much bigger than I had anticipated, but I did leave it in the mini fridge and snacked on it throughout the trip. All the food was really, really good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great breakfast option and the location was very convenient to me. So when you're facing the resort from the outside, my room was on the left-hand side and that's the same side that this restaurant is on. And my elevators, right when I came down and came off, I went right and the restaurant was right there. So it was really convenient to my location. I enjoyed it and would definitely eat here again. They also had other traditional breakfast options and, of course, Mickey waffles. For lunch and dinner and late night, they have burgers, brisket, meatloaf, sandwiches, and salads. There's also a lot of dessert options of cakes, cupcakes, pies, and ice cream. My next meal was at Geyser Point, and you do not need a reservation here either, and they have a delicious-looking menu. This restaurant is located... um, past the pool and has beautiful views of the lagoon. The food is described as feast al fresco with delectable bites to grab and go while enjoying the resort's rustic beauty. Nestled in the heart of Disney's Wilderness Lodge, this scenic outpost boasts a walk-up window for dining from the comfort of your lounge chair or at a table on the restaurant's spacious outdoor deck. Satisfy your palate with hearty lunch and dinner selections that include a bison burger topped with cheese, savory smoked turkey sandwich, or grilled portobello salad with zucchini, roasted red peppers, tomato, multigrains, and goat cheese dressing. I just ordered off the Small Bites menu and I got the edamame, which had a chili salt that was $5, and then the teriyaki chicken wings that was served with soy, sesame, and green onions, and this was $15. I really enjoyed this meal and most of all the setting of this restaurant. I wish I had more time to try um, different options and try to eat here again because I definitely would. If you're visiting Magic Kingdom and you just need a little break, it's just a boat ride over to Wilderness Lodge and you can walk up and grab a bite at this restaurant. It's outside the resort, so you never have to actually walk up to the resort and it's just beautiful and peaceful. Okay, now on to park transportation. Wilderness Lodge offers boat service to Magic Kingdom and then bus service to Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and Disney Springs. I was excited to try the boat service to Magic Kingdom because I've never had luck with buses at any resort. I did enjoy the boat service and it was really relaxing and I never had to wait that long, which was nice. 
The only thing was at the beginning of my trip, since it was in the middle of the week in September, the boat would pick me up at Wilderness Lodge, and then it would go over to Fort Wilderness to pick people up and then back over to Magic Kingdom. So my best advice is to just plan ahead time-wise for this so you don't miss a dining reservation. I attended Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and I was already running a little bit late and kind of forgot that we were going to have to go to Wilderness Lodge and then over to Magic Kingdom. So it does add some time to your trip, just to just to be aware of that. The buses, they also kind of did the same thing. They would stop at Wilderness Lodge, then over at Fort Wilderness before heading to their location, mostly on the slower days during the week. Overall, the bus service was probably the best I've ever experienced at a Disney resort, but if I'm being honest, I am still not a bus fan at all, and maybe one day I will actually rent a car like I always say I'm going to do. I did use the minivan service through Lyft once on this trip when I had a breakfast reservation over at the Contemporary Resort. If this is something you want to try, just download the Lyft app and the minivan will pop up as an option. It's more expensive than a regular Lyft, however, you're getting an actual cast member as your driver. I also found they were typically faster at pickup than a traditional Lyft since they are on property. My driver was so nice and we had such a lovely chat in the short drive that she took me on. So overall, this is definitely my most favorite resort that I have stayed at at Walt Disney World. It was gorgeous. I loved the atmosphere of it. I loved how peaceful and slow paced it felt. The food was delicious. The cast members were so nice. The gift shop is really large and fun to shop in, and the transportation was reliable. The only con of the resort would be the extra stops at Fort Wilderness when it came to the transportation, but honestly, even that wasn't that big of a deal in my book. Just something to think about when you're planning your trip. If you have any questions about Wilderness Lodge, find me on Instagram or Facebook at Disney Travel Tales and ask away. If you agree or disagree with me, let me know as well. I love hearing everyone's opinions on resorts. Or if I left out your favorite part of Wilderness Lodge, let me know. If you want to see how much a stay at Wilderness Lodge would be, email me at jenny at trolleylanetravel.com and we can work together to get that figured out for you. If you've never stayed at a deluxe resort and have always wanted to, this one is on the lower end cost-wise, so I highly recommend it. I also forgot to mention that right now, Disney is offering their deluxe resort guest extra time at Epcot and Magic Kingdom on select nights. So Epcot's extra magic hours are on Monday evenings and Magic Kingdom's are on Wednesday. I took advantage of both of these evenings, and I have to say that Epcot Extra Magic Hours, they didn't really feel that effective. The only thing that um, I liked about it was that I got to ride Cosmic Rewind again. I got to enter a separate queue to ride it again, so that was really nice. But otherwise, because there are not a ton of rides over at Epcot, the lines were really long and the wait times were long. 
They also shut down almost all the food and drink options, which I thought was so strange. There's very few places that are still open food and drink wise. And so I kind of found myself after I rode Cosmic Rewind hungry and thirsty, and I just decided to leave. So that's something to think about. Now, the extra magic hours at Magic Kingdom, I did enjoy. This park did not feel crowded. Um, Most of the rides were open. However, there were some rides that were shut down. Uh, Jungle Cruise was not running and Splash Mountain was not running. Those are two rides that I wanted to ride during the extra magic hours. So I was kind of surprised that they were not available. I... Um, pretty much got to ride whatever I wanted to ride. Aside from those two rides with a very short wait, I got to ride a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I think I waited 10, 15 minutes. It was pretty quick. That was the longest ride there. I got to ride Space Mountain with a really short wait, Big Thunder with a really short wait. And then I just went and rode Dumbo, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Um, Haunted Mansion, and a couple of other rides like that, Pirates of the Caribbean, and they were all just walk-ons. Magic Kingdom does keep restaurants open, the quick service restaurants, so that was also really nice. I could grab a drink or a snack if I wanted. A lot of the snack carts are shut down and the table service restaurants are shut down, but having that option for the quick service, that was good enough. I do feel like having these extra hours at the parks made staying at a deluxe resort more worth it. And on my next trip, I'm going to try to stay at another deluxe resort for this same reason. As always, this show is sponsored by me, a travel agent with my favorite agency, Trolley Lane Travel, an authorized earmarked agency. You can visit me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Disney Travel Tales Or visit the agency at trolleylanetravel.com and read through the bios of all the amazing agents that work there. I will be back next week with an episode I am so excited about. I'm interviewing my very first Disneyland Paris guest and I cannot wait to share it with you. So until then, this is Jenny and may all your Disney travel dreams become a reality.